Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 205. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Snitsky, who apparently is with the Moon Five. No, that, that was remember in um, in Oh Yeah by Yellow, the uh, dude with the deep voice just goes the Moon, so beautiful. I don't uh, remember uh, that. those. Are actually, the lyrics of the really? song. Yeah, oh, I don't about, hear lyrics. Oh yeah, so. the lyrics of the song is just this dude that's like on cocaine talking about the moon. Okay, like, it's a great song. That's pretty trippy. <laughs> I mean, I, I do like Yellow. Oh yeah, it's very very good. I think my first real experience with that, actually liking it, was from a Grand Turismo game. The, uh, yeah, it was, that was your loser uh, song. Oh yeah, I love that song because that's a Duffman theme or, <laughs> from uh, The Simpsons. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty good. All right, uh, I want to briefly touch on two things, and we're going to nail through this episode. First one, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Oh, shoot. Hello, listener. Sorry, our patrons I did not say hello to. I just started Aww. talking about patron about yellow, so don't worry. It's all okay. Oh, Corey found a picture of a boat that he wants to put the Mercury V12 on. That's I yes. put it on good. screen for the listeners. That's a good boat. That will sink. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's a good boat. Just put and it an will extra sink. buoy on it. Yeah, it'll be fine. So Ryan has said hello to the listener, and uh, anyway, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On our personalized Patreon page, you will find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us, buying us things like tasty beverages and contributing to our modest but their hosting costs, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Please and thanks. Beer. Uh, We are both, oh my god, there's cats in front of me. Very cute. Oh, I love kitties. Anyway, a beer. We are both drinking Tall's Boy of Grand Belt Northeast. Yes, because that was what was in there. Corey and I finally I remembered get to get a, a single case of beer, and at least we have that. Going to get you some beer because I got paid on Friday. Don't do it until it's not cold outside, because leaving the car for any reason right now is just a poor decision. Yeah, well, it was all because of that stupid light on snowing. It ruined my entire like being We're nice now to you. Two weeks of the light. <laughs> I want to talk about the Buick 216 V6 engine. Yeah. Or. Oh, sorry. Maserati's oh. Natuno oh. V6. Okay. That's what it is. Okay. So, <laughs> I was reading this this morning. I'm like, that sounds an awful lot like the Buick Oddfire V6 mm-hmm. that they put in like the Jeepster what? and these garbage vehicles back yeah, tell, in the day. Tell me, tell me about it. So, an Oddfire... Oh, wait. So, it's, it's an Oddfire. It's a 90-degree engine, but they don't offset the, the, the pin on the crank is what they call it, where the two connecting rods are at the same location. So, it's... Six divided by four. So not, they're sixty degree offset fires for an even fire, like sixty degree V six. This has ninety degree offset. Why? Uh, well, it's more power dense, but it is notoriously very rough running. Yes, because but it's going into Maserati, not a Buick. And from the, the 60s. story is basically saying that Maserati kind of likes the visceral sense and engine mount technologies improved since 1962, which is both true. Yeah. But this engine should have a balance shaft and does not. Yeah. Okay. So the Buick 215 had a balance shaft put in because it wasn't good, and then later they did even more work to it. But this engine actually has some cool stuff. It's using tech that's derived from their current season F1 car, and it uses a pre-chamber for the port injection system, and it uses the DI for cruising. One second. Kay. So it's got CVCC, mm-hmm. and it's a Oddfire V6. It's a CVCC 216 V6. So basically what, what Maserati's done is they've gone through the 1960s and 70s and found every weird technology that was left in that era and just put it all together. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. they they put I'm a bunch of smog tech does, in here. Does it also have a thermal reactor? And does oh, it, <laughs> does it? Does you it, betcha! It's got two of them in the form of turbochargers. And d- does it also have continuous mechanical injection? It does. It does not. Oh, it doesn't have mechanical. No, injection. no, it does have EFI. I, I, I thought it would just have like effectively a high pressure fuel pump. And then, like, a thumb over a hose just dumbly spraying fuel behind the throttle body, so it's technically not a carburetor? It might. Uh, <laughs> it does have Magneti Morelli fuel management, so it's not Bosch. So, so does my Fiat. Yeah, and the Fiat's been pretty good, so it's probably okay. But uh, the, the pre-chamber stuff is actually really cool. So this yeah, uses no, yeah, it's, port and really direct cool. injection, and it uses basically the port injection system with the pre-chamber for power yes. when you need it. And then it uses DI for cruising efficiency, which is 
a very interesting... That's totally backwards. Yeah, but like it makes perfect sense because DI is really efficient for cruising. I, I know. It's just it's really funny because when you think of CVCC, you wouldn't think of that for power. You think about no. that for performance. Yeah, well, it's done to yeah, heat things up or and not make for it efficiency. Or for efficient, or perf- efficiency cleanliness. performance. Yeah. So it's it's a cool engine. I, I'm sure they're just gonna put it in a Ghibli and a the what do you call it a, the SUV the Jana thumbs down Levante. Yeah, I don't think I, I want this engine anywhere near me because uh, it sounds like a bunch of bad ideas. No, it's but... just I was reading this. I'm like, this is a 216. This is a 216, and then they reference the 216. <laughs> 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 or sorry, 215. I'm sorry, 215. But I'm just like, okay, um, this is just so dumb. Car car companies, <laughs> stop. Now, You're at the point, just like make V12s and make EVs. I'm, I, you know what? I don't want this, but it, God bless them for making something dumb like this because nobody makes dumb so things hard. anymore. Yeah. Well, no, I, uh, this is the thing: is I don't want this anywhere near me. Like, is like I own it, but I really appreciate companies making dumb engines. Yeah, well, that's true. And Vizio is, Racer will do an, uh, an episode. This is on the this. dumbest engine, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of it. Like a, anything that's just stupid. Like I want to see a car that's extremely under square. I want to see this. I want to see. Like three liter four cylinders. I want to see just dumb things. I want to see three liter V8s come back and things like that. Yeah, like well, two I, liter I want V6s. Yeah, th- those are good ideas. I want dumb ideas. Oh, I, I okay. Want, well, let's make them odd fire. Yeah, like I, I want to see an odd fire, like this odd fire. I want to see, yeah, like a 90 a V7. I want to see like a 90 degree three cylinder. Like, I want to see it. Yeah, three cylinders like totally should be a fourth cylinder there, and it's just not. That's like the V7. Yeah, like, I just want to <laughs> see more dumb things, because I appreciate them. May as well. Yeah, like, it, it fuel injections, or fuel engines, like, internal combustions is going out the window. Yeah. So, it's just... Let's send her up proper like. Yeah, like, just <laughs> go supernova with your stupid ideas. Like, Volkswagen had their VR5. Yeah, bring that to America. Yeah. Make it a four-liter, too. Like, and, and diesel. Um, I, I, I want to just see more stupid. Uh, can we take a rotary and make that diesel while we're at it? Um, I also would like to see. Uh, oh no! <laughs> yeah, I, I just I I, re- I want to see a uh, six-cylinder engine with over ten liters. Um, more well, I already d- have those. They're in trucks. Uh, in a car. Oh. I want dumb. So you want pre-war then? Bring me dumb. Like. <laughs> well, Maserati heard you Thank and you. is starting the trend. I I don't want to buy it, but I want to know they exist. Well, so it, it is... definitely exists, and as far as I know, it is through all the stages of federalization, and it's coming shortly. Perfect. Oh, this is a bad idea. However, um, now that we're done with that stupid idea, uh, I want to move on. It's still Black History Month uh, that we were recording in, and I want to highlight our second major contribution to automotive culture from an African-American person. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Big Willie Robinson of uh, the Brotherhood of Street Racing. That is a lot of words. Uh, I know, right? So nobody outside of like the hardcore street racer world knows who Big Willie is. But this dude, uh, super, super interesting person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of like bridged the gap between civil rights and car culture in the 1960s. Um, he was a six foot, six hundred pound bodybuilder and a Vietnam Green Beret. And yeah, I know, right? Oh. Yeah, they call him Big Willie for a reason. I see. <laughs> He's really huge. Uh, if you scroll down, this, you'll probably find a picture of him. But he was, like, insanely massive. Apparently, his arms were, like, the size of my head. Ah. Like, his biceps are just massive. Um, but so Big Willie, uh, what he did was in 1965, there were really bad race riots in Los Angeles called the Watts Riots. Um, there is a picture of Big Willie next to So if we just stop here. That is a really massive car because he raced a Dodge Daytona. That's a Barracuda. No, it's that's a Roadrunner. Da- that's a Daytona. Daytona yeah. yeah. And so a Daytona is not a small car. That's uh, a Daytona Gasser. Yes. A car designed for top speed modified to do drag racing. Yes. Interesting. And so also, you have to understand that So the Charger is a huge car, and this has an extra like foot and a half of aero on it, and the Mm -hmm. spoiler is as tall as I am. Also, we'll slow you down. Yes. Well, actually, no, it kept the car stable at 200 miles an hour, and it was actually adjustable. It's really a cool spoiler, actually. But um, (laughs) it is dwarfed by a big wheelie. 
Yeah. Yeah, like that that looks like a civic next to me. Yeah, this lifted charger is at his is below his nipples. Yeah, like this he's a massive person. <laughs> also the bell bottoms, yeah, nice and then touch. You can yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, all these these are normal there. sized people behind him. Jeez. Yeah, and you can tell insane. that they're standing up because there's that you can see that one guy's feet yeah, like, Imagine how fast he would have been if he was hundred pounds lighter. I know, right? So um but anyway, Big Willie, his big contribution after the 1965 Watts riots, um, he really started concentrating on how when people were at the drag strip, it didn't matter what race you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was actually quoted in 1994 as saying, um, black, white, yellow, brown, skinheads, Nazi party members, Muslims, we got them all. They're all here at the track. They're all communicating. They're all starting to communicate. And they start to like each other. And once they start liking each other, they forget about hate. And I think that's a really powerful message here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in the 60s? That he was, Or that was in the 90s? That he said that in the 90s. Okay. But uh, in 1965, he said, if you're racing, you ain't shooting. Hmm. Ah, okay. So he was actually saying that, you know what, if you're out here and you were street racing and you're actually concentrating on a car you're mm-hmm. not joining a street gang you're not joining a white supremacy group sure you're not joining the like al-qaeda That's pretty like, accurate i mean being into cars kept you out of everything else i never did drugs in high school so Same. I had money for it exactly <laughs> that's what i always tell people and it, actually it's a really big thing like if you ever read like if you pick up any lowrider magazine every single issue is at least one story of a guy where his dad bought him a car mm-hmm. because his he was getting into drugs, he's getting into gangs, and his dad's like, "You're gonna get into cars now." And then the kid found the car to be an outlet. Um, and Big Willie was really instrumental in creating that mindset and the Brotherhood of Street Racing, where uh, the uh, National Hot Rod Association (NHRA) was more. Um, I'm not gonna say it was white people based, but it, there was, I mean, it everything had, was. It had a much higher barrier of entry. Um, you had to n- pledge not to street race. You had to like get a driving license. You had to do all this shit. You had to keep your nose clean. Whereas the brotherhood street racing is, you just don't fight at the races. Sure. That's your rule. <laughs> um, and the brotherhood of street racers are actually still around. Um, and they've uh, at their height, they had sixty thousand members in eight different countries. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like huge. And so like when we used to go out to Rice Street, that Rice Street parking lot was yeah. actually rented out by BSR. Oh. And so that they actually they do have a they have membership here in Minnesota, yeah. and uh, even to date in California they still do street racing out in Compton and stuff. Um, but what they actually did at their height in the 1970s is they opened up Terminal Island Raceway, which is where all these uh, pictures and videos are from. And it was literally in the port of Los Angeles in Terminal Island. They had purchased a uh, half mile. Of road okay. and actually paid rent on it for people to street race whenever they felt like. That's really That's cool. Really cool. Yeah, it, it was like that would be worth membership dues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the membership <clears throat> you pay twenty bucks to get in. Like that was your membership due. Mm-hmm. He opened that, and it was entirely a nonprofit thing to keep youth off of the streets. I wish that were here. Yeah, yeah, and it was super super helpful in this era when, like, while you had New York, where everybody was in a gang and everybody was fighting and killing each other. In California, it would have been twice as bad. Like, yeah, they had a huge gang problem, but they also had, like, a huge car culture pro- Like, not problem, problem. but answer. <laughs> sure. Because while everybody was joining gangs in California, you had an equal number of people that were also out there experimenting with Volkswagens and the import movement and all these things. Like, a lot of the import street racing came from BSR. Hmm. And while, yeah, they, they got their, their bread and butters from muscle cars, they don't you know, you don't only have to have a muscle car. All right. The important thing is is that you are loving other people and that you are racing, and that's the most important thing. And so Big Willie, uh, he's uh, – the L.A. Times actually has a four-part podcast documentary on Spotify about him that I'd highly recommend if you want to learn more about him that you can listen to because they actually were out inter- interviewing people that knew him hmm. that knew stories about him. It's one of those things where it's like, if you aren't into street racing, you've never heard of him. But if right. you're into street racing, he's like, I would put him like in the top 50 most important civil rights icons. I was, well, not even just civil rights icons, but probably also like 
automotive icons for the yeah. United States because I'm going to cover somebody in the next episode who a lot a lot of parallels. Yeah, <clears throat> and it's like just... nobody's heard of them, and they are arguably one of the best in their entire like in all of time. Yeah, and it's Big Willie. He never gets the time of day because this whole thing was illegal street racing, quote unquote. <laughs> but um, I mean, is it illegal when you rent the? Street? That's the thing. Is he also did illegal street okay. racing too? But the whole point of it is is that like they were actually going to great lengths and to date go to great lengths to make sure their street racing is safe. Like you've been to BSR street races. Like yeah. they are it like I don't think you've actually been to their actual mm-hmm. street races. Nope. Last street racing Jan- stuff I went to, I mean there was a little bit of that area, but I think yeah. before that and it was mostly unique. Yeah, and that that was it was in the same like locations. Mm-hmm. But uh Jan was actually there where they would actually block off both ends of the street. Yep. They'd have cars parked at each end. Yep. They'd have people out a block over looking for oncoming traffic. They'd have communication going back and forth. Um, it's yeah. like what that show wants to be. But yeah, Street, oh, Street Outlaws. Yeah. It's, it, it, they're the real version of Street Outlaws. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's not like people aren't being rude to each other like they are on Street Outlaws. It's like very civil and like if they see a new person you get questioned you have to know somebody in the yeah, group you have to like you have to have them. somebody yeah. vet it like they're not they're not exclude they're, they're not exclusionary exclusive, but they want to make sure you're not a hooligan that's gonna yeah it only up. takes it back in the old days of uni well, sorry the last days of uni when yeah. i started going i mean early 2000s it was great until somebody did something dumb. Every and night something is, would do something dumb. In BSR is they take the street racing mm-hmm. and they keep the, the people from doing dumb stuff. And yeah. But the thing is, is like, if you're there, you're there to race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very little words are spoken. Yeah, like, just, you, you hang out with your friends, yeah. Yeah, but like. But, like, if you're there, you're there. It's not that there's very little words spoken. That's not really true. No, I'm saying they're so well organized that they don't need to... Yeah, you know what you're you're doing. They're not, like, like, yelling at each other, like, street outlaws. They just straight up, like, there's... You know what you're there for. Like, you know each other. Like, you're... There's a... It's a brotherhood. Like, it's actual, like, friend group. Mm -hmm. And, um... So, yeah, that's really, really important for not only, like, getting people out of gangs, also making like car culture safer and like i guess like if you really have never been street racing the best way to describe it honestly i think the closest film depiction i've ever seen is that big race sequence in fast and furious one Mm -hmm. where they shut down the street like that is honestly the closest to what i've seen of actually being a bsr street Mm -hmm. racing. even that's like way off but i roads closed pizza boy yeah but it's all things where it's like you actually go to lengths to make yeah. it as safe as possible. Yeah. Like, you can go flat out. There won't be anyone a half mile on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, there, there's people at the end, like, but, I mean, like, the people are at the end, like, they're, they they have rules. You don't, you don't get in the road when you're racing. You know, you have people actually, you know, try to, like, keep the peace and keep people, you know, safe. And that's the most important thing, and I think that's what Big Willie was able to do. Um, he passed away a few years ago, uh, just actually fairly recently. But what he was able to do with that was to take that and just make it a very, very inclusive thing where previously street racing was you had your black folks, you had your Asian folks, you had your white folks, and they didn't race together. Mm-hmm. Um, and But what Willie saw was, like, it doesn't matter what you are when you're racing. Because, like, when I would go out street racing, like, there's a lot of people I know that are, you know, like, ultra hard right conservative mm-hmm. i know a lot of people like, like i met kira street racing yeah. and she's like she's like far yeah. left like queer like yeah there's like all over the place like yeah. I've, I've met people like i've met muslim people street racing and everything so yep it, it's really it, what he's done for the world of street racing um he really does has stood the test of time and has not just been in su- southern california even though that's where he he exclusively operated yeah, his influence sounds like it's still lasting. So. It lasts today. Like, it's really, really cool. So uh, he absolutely gets a spot in my Black History Month highlights. Very cool. So, yeah. Next story. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I was so intent listening to your story. I, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> but my next one, I'm so glad Jan is actually here yeah. because it's not really a story. It's just something that's for sale right now. But it's a K-car with a K-boat and a K-trailer. Holy shit. <laughs> I need this. This is it's even from a K-State. It's adorable. It's even from a K-State. It's from And somebody made the mistake of putting it on cars and bids. 
Look no. at that little outboard. Ah. Honey, that means that they're not going to get any money for their vehicle. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Just finance it. Oh, my God. Oh, it's like an inboard outboard. Ah, so cute. Oh. I love everything. Oh. This is what I'd put that it's, Mercury engine on. Yes. Twin Towers of Power. Yeah. Or it already has a Mercury. Oh, my God. It has a Mercury. Wait till you get to the steering wheel on the boat. Oh, man. I'm excited. Okay, so for the audio listeners, which is most of you, it's a little K, like, gardening truck. So painted red. <laughs> like a little fire truck. And then it's, it's got a little, like, tugboat, woody boat on a little jet ski trailer with an it's, inboard 9.9 horse. It's a cab, okay. which is the equivalent of a Dahatsu Hydra. Oh, my lord. It is so just small. the epitome of adorable. I haven't gotten to the steering wheel on the boat yet. Oh, Just there's the ins- oh, it's right-hand drive, of course. Yep. yep. Oh, it's, it's got, got a little, little ship's wheel. A little pirate wheel. It's so cute. And <laughs> you know that button goes to a tacky horn. Oh, I got yeah, the oh. horn's on the roof. Oh, and it's got lights. This thing is. Somebody was having a good time making this. Oh my God! It's got a, <laughs> it's little, got a water, water cannon. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so. This is great. So, this is a great story. So anyway, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's just off the uh, About the truck, I, it's also a three-cylinder, likely turbocharged, mm. 67 horsepower uh, three-cylinder. I just want to use this boat. Yeah. That's yeah. all That's I want to do is the just boat use this and the boat. Can you imagine, perfect. like, driving that to your parents' house and then imagine you driving, have to go to the boat like, Imagine driving this to... Lake Minnetonka. <clears throat> go to the boat launch. And go take this to the boat launch. And Rent then, a slip for this boat. Yes. <laughs> and then, like, take this down to Maynard's. Oops. And, like, where everybody takes Get some yachts. dinner on the water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you would be the star of the show. <laughs> With your tiny little boat. <laughs> I love it. I want to see what this I is going this for, so actually. Bad. Yeah, this, this is a very good question. It will be next to free. Uh, oh, we're bit, right there. Oh, God, what I'm currently <gasps> bidding for five grand. Okay, oh. so, so we will be accepting donations. This will probably end at about. We can rebrand all of this 10. stuff, arbitrage. This could be eight to ten grand. Oh, oh there's 124 photos in the gallery. Anyway, head on over to this Cars and Bids and look wonderful. up the 1996 Mitsubishi minicab fire truck with boat and trailer. I love it. Oh, I a, um, this is so great. I absolutely need this. <laughs> okay, the, the hearse is on hold for now. Just everything that's for sale right now in Washington and in, like, the Pacific Northwest is just great. This is such a, an amazing vehicle. Just so much time went into this. I love it so much. <laughs> so, anyway, that's that's all I got there. That, that's that's good news. I'm happy here. This this, this oh, made my day. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. I, too, want to talk about something small. Oh, okay. Yes, I want to talk Modi's about... Modi's not here. The Microlino. Oh, okay. The Microlino. Oh, oh, yep. It's starting production. And you're probably wondering if you're a listener, what the hell is a Microlino? We've talked about the it. The Microlino is a BMW Isetta EV that's oh. made in Switzerland. Wait, go back for a second. Look at his face driving at it. He's doing a ride. For <laughs> 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 I'm going to leave this big, but I'm fast, I promise. But uh, yeah, it's really, really rad. It's a little BMW Isetta EV. It's perfect. It's a two seater. Um, so I'm very excited for this to be made. One of the uh, few vehicles that can pull off blank steelies. Yes, and also it is, um, there we go. they're just finishing up their certification for the EV. So it's actually going on sale in the EV and or on, in the EU. Uh, however, it is going to be a low production vehicle. So they could come to America, possibly. I like this thing. I, I would, would, like I would absolutely drive the hell out of this thing. I would love driving this. I hope all we're the just time. entering an era where people start to have fun with cars again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, now if you because I um, want one of those. if you go to the second link that I provided, oh, but there, this one's so cute. Trust me, it's still the Microlino. Because I found even more great stuff about their website. Um, if you go, no, no, that's still car her car scoops. So you go to the one that says Microlino. Um, this is actually their website, which uh, is slow. No, it, 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 that is your internet because this is like that at my house well um, we are streaming on wi-fi on association internet so i yes. guess uh now if you go to the little three bars at the top right of it's the page it's called a hamburger menu yes i uh, now click on the micro letter because this is I just was... as good oh, it is a those two. three wheel 
uh, like Vespa. EV. I don't want three wheels, but I want one of those with two wheels badly. Oh. I'll even take it with three. That's great. It's so adorable. Where is this I company wanna... based? They're based out of Switzerland. Oh, so. it's not Italian. We can't take it to oh, wheels of Italy. we got to get both I of them. kind of can. No, unless you just put Vespa badges on it. Nobody every, will know. Every single Italian, you think every single Italian company isn't actually like based out of Switzerland secretly as a tax haven? Maybe. There's nothing legal happening in Italy. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's a perfect vehicle. I love oh. the Microetta. I it's, need both, please. But if you look at so 5,000 euros. Yeah, that's brand new. Two, but it's, two swappable batteries. That's pretty cool. But it, it, so if you go back up, it goes 80 kilometers per hour, so it's like 45. Um, with a hundred kilometer range, so yeah, I mean this is a great city vehicle. I really want to electric swap my Vespa. Like, badly. you still have your Vespa? I do. I haven't used it at all in 2020 because I only use it for the state fair yeah. for parking. <laughs> I I did fire it up. It goes 50 miles an hour, just so you know. Okay, that's not fast enough. But it's one of those things where like, I think it's electronically limited because it's exactly. 50 miles per hour. Oh, so it's a regulation like, thing? Like, it's a regulation okay. thing. So we'll it's just like snip the wire that yeah, says do not probably. cut? <laughs> but the thing is, it's you also it goes 50 miles per hour, so it's one of those things where I feel like it will go 50 miles an hour in like a second. Yeah. Like, it'll just be, there's a reason there's three wheels probably. Because like, like, it will kill you if you have two. I need to do more research because Bosch and probably other companies like AEM make essentially turnkey conversion kits where you get a motor, a controller, a charger, a battery set. God, that sounds like a great idea for a Vespa. And like my Vespa engine is a little tired. I mean, it's it's got thirty seven thousand miles on well, it. What's the other cool Italian one? Like Lamprelli or something? Lampretti? or something? There's another Italian Vespa. Piaggio? Style. No, that, that's who makes Vespa. I know. But the other ones like Lampretti or something. But they I don't know. they also make Vespas huh. like mopeds. Uh, but they're both. Um, but like really, my Vespa is worth nothing now. So like, no, you, you get one of the cool ones that like is like totally trashed mechanically mm-hmm. yeah that's true you can get an old one with a just screwed drivetrain yeah and you put an ev in that'd be a perfect ev swap but i really like my modern vespa god i just want to i want cars and crafts to happen again craft cars and craft we had them on here and they confirmed yeah. it was cars and craft i would i just want cars and craft to ha- happen again so i can bring a vespa there <laughs> check it out I just do a burnout in my old tiny Vespa. I want a Microlino because I don't think there's more of a vehicle that you would expect It's a perfect, to drive. it's literally, the Microlino and a Microletta are perfect. <clears throat> and actually, if they made this folding so you could put it in the back of the Microlino, it would be So you're saying chef's I just kiss. need to get a Honda City with a Microlino? <clears throat> yeah, and this would be cheaper than that because yeah, those are be wildly expensive. Yeah, uh, that's true. But this is not, and this is still being made, so it's a great vehicle. I'm hoping that either the Microlina or the Microletta ends up as one of the thumbnail options for this episode, mm-hmm. because they're adorable. Oh, they are wonderful vehicles. I absolutely love them. Oh. I, the, yeah, the Microlina. Again, like, you don't find cars that can pull off steelies anymore, no. and that... Pulls off steelies. Pulls great. off steelies. Oh, so going from adorable, oh. great things that aren't in the United States to oh, yes. God's country. <clears throat> I actually... Um, you probably heard about oh, this. Yeah, so I, I saw a bunch of videos from like various groups, like a bunch of slab groups I'm in of people that like, drove past us. Yeah. Okay, so if you are not in the United States this week, every state in the continental United States got below zero temperatures, or at least freezing Below zero C. Yeah, yeah zero which Celsius. is why she's saying it like that because yes. we're the only, unless we have like listenership in Libya. Even still, everybody it, uses it bears Celsius. mentioning a yeah. unit. It's like yeah. scientific yeah. data without a unit and an no. error. It's useless and plus, data. Plus, my phone's just been doing Celsius uh, <laughs> lately. So yeah, so I've so it's been below zero Celsius all throughout the continental United States, which does not happen very often. And it's been like negative twenty-five here Celsius. Yeah. It's an 8 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Because yeah, of the polar today. vortex, which is basically the air from the North Pole escaping uh, due to climate change. Yep. So basically what happens scientifically whole, is yeah. you have, like, the jet stream, which is, like, we're, it's, a, it's an air current, basically, that goes along. I learned about it from Rush from Finding Nemo, but yeah. the other one. It's, ba- it's basically like this air current that goes around the world is the jet stream and in minnesota this is very common that we have our 
Jetstream dip right below where like everybody lives, so we get the Canadian and like the Arctic air, which yep. is normally kept north of us. Mm-hmm. What happens? Jetstream dipped really low and just dropped all this Arctic air, all the cold air down on us. So mm-hmm. yeah. So Minnesota's no, used to it, but the other yeah. parts of the United States aren't, and that's why this happened. We understand ice. We understand yeah. black ice, which has been big yes. the last. And for just the casual listener, black ice is essentially created by uh, exhaust moisture mm-hmm. freezing to the road. Yes. So it's extremely flat, almost perfectly flat. It. You cannot see it. Looks just like roadway. There is a reason that I drive with one of my tires directly on the little road lines and the other one in no not uh, right where like the, the lane marker is it yep. one right in the middle of the lane yep. because i avoid black ice that way yep. fun fact but yeah, yeah is snow is your friend yeah black ice is not snow so if you know you're on snow you're good yeah uh anyway uh texas god's country they are not really familiar with ice snowstorms every once in a while but not ice usually if you've ever been to the dallas fort worth area it is five lane wide terribly maintained overpass city where everyone yeets their f-150 at 90 miles an hour absolutely everywhere totally fine but but they Although they do have safety inspections in their state, which is something we do not have here. They do not have winter tires. They also don't have salt. You're allowed to have 430 seconds on your Walmart brand all seasons and summer tires. So, they also, yes, they also don't prep roadways at all. So, they had a little bit of a drizzle. That's the big thing. A little bit of a drizzle. Prep. Correct. Yeah, that's That's, the big thing. It's like when Atlanta gets snow. Mm -hmm. You just see donks just. close the schools. Yeah, pretty much. It's an emergency. Like, don't go outside. It's too cold. It's 30. To be fair. Yeah. I made fun of that until I was in Atlanta when it was 28 degrees. Again, it's and a, I get it. It's equipment. I, there's a reason for that. It's equipment. It's, it's not, not it's, people. It's not, not maintenance. It's not people. It's equipment. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I drove. I had to two years ago. I had to take Mr. Wags to work. I had put the summer tires on. It was like March. I'm like, ah, we're good. It's spring. It's not even. That, it's even worse than that when you're in this. Because have you ever been in the south during a snowstorm? Uh, yes, I was in the panhandle when it snowed, oh. but I was in my car. So, But, yeah, you were in a car as prepared for it. At Kinda. least to it had all seasons. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, but, I mean, like, that's the thing is you knew what to do. I knew the car. So I've been in Atlanta in a Chevy Trailblazer with Ching Chong Bing Bong tires. Uh-oh. Uh, when Not they, the Bimpo Chimpo specials. No. And We're they, very tolerant, by the way, here. And they um, didn't do any road prep or anything. And it was one of those things where when my Uncle David would let off the accelerator, you'd feel the back end. Fun fact, everyone had an uncle named David. Yes. I had two. <laughs> uh, but um, Uncle David would let off the accelerator and the back mm-hmm. end would creep back. Yep. <laughs> it was, yeah, Start it was, to do ring around the rosy. Did you tell him, like, hey, let me, let me no, take it was one of those things where it's like you couldn't. Like, you literally couldn't do anything. Because yep. once I got out of the car, I'm like, wow, David just doesn't want to drive in winter. Nope, I got out of the over. car, and I fell over. And I felt the road, and the road was completely smoothed over. Because yep. in Minnesota, we, yeah, we got the salt. Well, we the have sand. the salt, but also our roads our wear. No, mm-hmm. they wear into having snow. Yep. So, like, this is something I, 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 I'm entirely convinced about, is that the salt gets pounded into the road and makes little divots in the road. I think that's actually a scientific thing, because I've never felt anything smoother. Well, salt's than, very abrasive, so that stands yeah, to that would make Yeah, that makes sense. I've never felt anything smoother than a piece of tarmac that's never been graced with salt with a layer of snow on it. Not even ice. Like, it was like... 30, like 28 degrees, 30. Slushy snow, right on the border it, it of is, freezing snow. It is, is so slippery. Well, no, no, that's the thing. Is like, that's the stuff you want to drive on, though. Like, compared to, like, well, this. Well, it bunches up and gives you traction, but yeah. it's still, there's no road field. Is, yeah, it's but, bad. The, but like, when you get out of the car, you're fine. Like, in yeah. Minnesota. Like, well, in Minnesota, you get out of the car when it's 30 degrees. Like, you're not going to have to deal with, like, ice that's just formed. True. Yeah. But, but I, like, I see what you're saying. This is one of those things where it's like, the snow just slid. And I'm like, what the hell is this ice? Like, no, there's no ice. It's just the road. It's a lot of it's, it's road contaminants, too, because a lot of these yeah. areas, it doesn't rain nearly as much. No. So you get, like, oil from cars and, like, That's tire rubber thing. wearing yeah. into it. it. And it's forming a, a, a hydrophobic layer. Yeah. yeah. So it just, like, it just stays on top, this perfectly smooth yep. layer. That's why you get it. 
but I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of that happening because again, the roads are much smoother in Fort Worth where this happened, but they're in terrible conditions. And you get so undulation, they which had a, breaks traction. And they had a massive pileup on the they highway. They did. So just after a, uh, a hill crest on a large interstate where everyone's yeeting their F-150 at 90 miles per hour, where you can't see just a short while ahead, somebody had a crash. Then another person had a crash into them. And then... 148 more people had a crash into them. Oh, no. Um, so there's five dead folks and at a lot of... Now. At least yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of injured. But just... Well, people were getting out of their cars in, yeah. in the middle of this. And I was, they, I was they watching videos of people, like, running out of their cars. Do. Like, it, it's... Well, it seems like in Minnesota, like... accident, you stay in your car, especially during the winter. Yep. Because the snow makes it hard for people to see, and then they cannot stop. Correct. No. And it, also, you're in then, at least a crumpled steel cage. Yeah. But that's the other thing is like when they do stop, you don't know what direction they're going. Yeah, and they're they likely going themselves. to the direction you're going because you just stopped on the same thing. Yep. So they're probably gonna go towards you. So target fixation. Yeah. Yeah. No. Whenever I spin out my van, which I do a little bit too frequently because of icy interstates by my work uh, or off ramps rather, I spin out the car. I stay in my car and then I just wait for my car to settle. Yeah, you and spin out at least once a year. Yeah. yeah, it's because I drive... No funds for winter tires, I get it. Yeah, well, no, I, I mean, Jana also just drives like a maniac. It doesn't yeah, matter. I you can drive like a maniac with winter tires. No, the I'm only thinking, time I've gotten, gotten out of a car and I've been like, whoa! It's days where I'm like, either I don't know how to drive or I need new winter tires. Not the case. It actually is not stand upable outside. Yeah, well, I mean, like, <laughs> when I say drives like a maniac, I mean, you do that as you get to your car... You understeer out of your parking lot and you go, okay, I'm just going to get on the highway like normal. That's what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it yeah. let you do man. that, though. So, but no, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, like, you understeer out of the parking lot where yeah. you already know that the road and the tires are not compatible. We've just established the limits and, of your vehicle for the day. But then you just choose to drive past that That's after fine. the fact. Yeah. That's a jam chooses. Get where you're going. That's what I fine. do. So, like, I leave my car every <laughs> once in a while. I've never stepped out because I go, if I made this mistake... Other people are going to make this mistake. Mm -hmm. And so I immediately, like, I drive out of it, but you got to let your car settle. You can't just immediately panic and try to get out of it. you got to let your oh, car I settle. Just, I just power out, turn yeah. off the traction control, and just send her. I don't have traction control. Perfect. That's Good. how she ends up I'm envious of that. Yeah, but yeah, so I have to, like, restart my car, and then I, like, go. Yeah, when she spins out, she isn't just, like, I was going to say, it takes a lot to stall an automatic one under three MZ vehicle. Yeah, it's a, it's, she spins out to the point where the engine goes, I'm an accident. I'm turning off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, the fuel cut shuts off. Yeah, the fuel cut. Like, she doesn't, I like, when she, like, when when she spins I out, it's like a, vehicle, it's a NASCAR spin out. Like, I'm, it's insane. I avoid all <laughs> objects, though. Yeah, she's uh, never actually yeah, crashed good. it. I'm glad I'm you don't fixate. Yeah. But it's, it's absolutely terrifying driving I'm with her yeah. in winter. Yeah, I believe it. But I drive like that so recklessly because... I drive myself most of the time. Sure. And like you also know like exactly where you're gonna spin out and you, you know, <laughs> like, I, I know my car. I can no. feel it like the second I get on the on ramp or the you Phil Collins? I just go I can I'm feel gone. it. I mean I'm gonna look at the car behind me now. I can feel like, yeah. you just you, you, and then mad. like people drive by me and they're like is that person okay? And they go to stop, and I go, no, don't stop for me. Where don't, I'm, you're gonna cut. You're gonna this is the I'm dying motion. This, Come this help is, me. This is the thing is where like Jana gets into that situation. She just continues on. Yeah. I get into that situation. I'm gonna let off the throttle. And Jana's just like, no. I full send it. Yeah. For me, I'm like, maybe I'll not go full potatoes the rest and of the drive. And she does that. Yeah. I and she just keeps it. going. Just, and I'm just like, I prefer not. I have no self-preservation like, instinct when I'm driving. I know I'll be fine because my equipment's good, but at the same time, like, I have no interest in being stuck or getting home any slower. And that's the thing is like, yeah, for me, it's just like I don't feel like doing dealing with this. Yeah. And actually, it's just the potential ramifications. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm too lazy to slide off the road. Yeah, well, I just see things and I go, please don't hit it. This is just going to be inconvenient for me. Like, this just is close your eyes. It's probably minutes. better. And so I just, like, look. I see where the fence is. I see where my car is going. And I go, okay. You're like the predator. Your eyes are just yeah. tuned on shit you don't want to hit. Yeah. And that's it. That's <laughs> not where is the road. Not how is it. Just don't Avoid hit this, this. shit. Yeah, Whereas, like, then, like, anybody else on earth. Are there cars like... coming? 
And I go, nah, all right, I'm spinning out. We're good. We'll I picture you on. just like stepping on the foot parking brake and just like doing a 360 and then just kicking it back off while nobody's looking. Pretty much. And then people like see me and they're like, that person is a lunatic. And they're not wrong. That's true. I'm, yeah. So uh, speaking of night, of people winter in Texas stuff, um, I'm going to talk me. about my little ode here to the shitbox I want to talk about. Because I bought a car that I actually like a bit more than my Fiat right oh, now. I liked your story. It was six. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to find a reference to the number six in this, but this car's got a lot of number fours in it. But uh, I bought, I'll contribute, too, because we both have shit boxes right now yes. that yeah. are very endearing. Yeah, I bought a 1995 Honda Accord from friend Josh for 500 bucks because he just wanted to get rid of it, and I could sell it for more than I bought it for. Same reasons I bought my shit box. Yeah, it's like it's automatic. It's a coupe. It's everything you, you personally don't want. I like the yeah. coupe, but I hate the automatic. But, like, I'm not going to lie. I've kind of slept on CD Accords. Like, I'm driving the car, and I'm like, if this had a manual transmission, I'd actually want to keep it. Like, it, it's got some, like, pretty bad rust on it. But, like, it's one it's of those things Honda. where, like, yeah. It, it, but, I mean, it's also, it's, it's a CD Accord. If it didn't have bad rust, it would have already been stolen. And even now, I'm like, I'm like, I, when it, it's just, like, second nature to me to just, like, you know, turn off the car, pop the hood like flip around the spark plug wires and like move some fuses around so like it doesn't start well that's an auto so you could potentially pull the linkage off the transmission too that'd be pretty easy it's just a cotter pin and a washer it's way easier to just do things right off to bend over i guess um but it's one of those things where it's like i'm actually driving the car and it's like i don't really care about it rusting it out anymore like i've got full coverage insurance access a honda i live in st paul like why would i not do that yeah, um, with gap coverage. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have like every piece of coverage on this. So, you want yes? Yes, like, it's, but it's yes. Yeah, I know it's gonna get stolen at some point. Like, and he it's, knows I'm gonna be driving it oh, in winter, yeah, yeah. so he just knows it's gonna get used yep. at some point. It but, like, won't make it to the spring. The, the rear brakes, the away. rear brakes don't work at fine, all. Like you, you can tell when you step on the brakes, the front brakes lock up immediately, well, and, and like, then you can't steer. Like, when, that's, that's the fun. when we were picking up the car, I was supposed to like be driving it, and both Ryan and our friend Josh was like, the brakes don't work, the brakes don't work, and they were like telling me on how to drive it. I get in it, and I'm like, I've been it drives in Eurovans. Like, Eurovan Not to mention, you've also driven like Ron and all yeah. these other cars, which are, I mean, no, they're, they're a different Even, generation. Yeah. But. But no, I mean th- this honestly, like in its current condition, without working brakes, it's still more stable than driving any sort of Volkswagen van. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, plenty. Yeah, like it's way better than that. Ninety so, Hondas are very planted. Yeah, so like, e- even with like stuff being very broken on it, it's still great. But what's like awesome about it is like so the EX has got VTEC on it. Nice. It's got leather interior. It's a nice car. I did not know it was an EX. Yeah, it's actually like it's a. It's Does a, it have alloys? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's very cool. Wow, um, swanky. I fall into the seat. Yeah, because yeah, you don't notice how low '90s cars are until you haven't been in a '90s car for a while, and you're like, "Wow, everything's a Lamborghini." This is great. <laughs> yeah. But um. Oh yeah, my MR2, the second gen. Yeah. It was like, well, a that had racing seats that weren't properly installed in it. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, it's Either. one of those things where it's like, <laughs> it's just. It, it's, I want that to make a comeback. I hate like, oh, I want a commanding. I want to slide into my seat. I can, I cannot possibly say fuck that enough because there's nothing more fun than getting to your cord and feel like you got into a race car. And yeah. what it really is, it's a mom car, and it's it totally was a mom car when mom cars were actually tolerable to and, drive. You know, you know what? NPR comes in great. The heat works. Yep. I can drink a coffee without mm-hmm. having to take my hand off of my coffee, and just. I refuse to be an apologist for the automatic. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm just saying, like, this thing, like, I'm so happy with how shitty this car is. And honestly, I got the Fiat because it was going to be, like, something I can drive in winter. But, like, this one, I, I kind of like the Fiat more than I like this car. So I'm like, I like this. And it makes me, like, I think this is my favorite part about the shitbox car. If you ever have a car that you're questioning, like, you've not experienced it, but, like, Am I going to like this car? You get the shitty version of it and yeah. see if you like it. Mm-hmm. And it's like with this Accord, like, yeah, now, like, the first thing I did after I bought it is I went home and, like, me and Jan sat down watching YouTube and I went on Guna Exchange and I started looking for Accord SIRs. Like a nice one. Like, a re- like the best <laughs> possible one. I, could, I could not find one in mm. Japan, all of Japan. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I, then I went on, like, Craigslist. I'm like, all right, I'll take an American manual EX coupe. 
and I couldn't find one. <laughs> I guess they're impossible to find a good condition. Because they got used. Yeah. But there's a reason for that, and there's a really cool car. And you could get a coupe with a rear wiper. And that's a sedan cool. with a rear wiper. Yeah, which a is sedan like, rear wiper is cool. Yeah. That's like Evo and that. Yeah, is it's it? like Evo that, like a Skyline. Is this yeah. the same yeah, generation my mom would have had? No, my mom had a CB. And she Never had a CB. Mind. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I always slept on these because I was, like, so in love with the CD CB. coupes are pretty uncommon, I will say. Yeah, like, even, like, finding a sedan in Decent Nick with a manual oh. is, like, impossible. Like, even finding a CD sedan in Decent Nick at all, even with an auto, is impossible. Like, they, just, they don't exist they in good condition anymore. They really rust. Well, not only that, they were all, like, beaten to hell and back. Yeah. that's the one you want. Like, you want to get, like, a 9596 CD EX. With a manual, because that's the one where you can directly bolt in a Prelude engine, a H22, without having to even change the wiring harness, because the dual, it, it's got VTEC already, it's got everything, so you just, it literally just plugs together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a few grandmas out there that still have these that are in the garage, because yeah. they're stuck in a nursing home. They're really, really good cars. But I think, like, if you ever have, like, a car, like, if you were going to be, like... Mike Reed's mom had a beige CD sedan, just yeah. auto four-cylinder in great shape. Just got parked when she bought her RX300. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, if you had a car where, like, what's a car that, like, you think you might like, but you haven't actually experienced? Like, maybe, like, a Jaguar or something. No, I would never buy one of those. Um, I'll think about it. But, like, if you think of, like, a car that, like, you like, but, like, you haven't driven it ever, and you're like... I don't really want to, like, drop five oh, grand. Oh, I got it. Hmm. D2A8. Yeah, exactly. Like a D2A8. Like that. Like, we're like, you know what? I want to actually experience this car as a whole, but I don't really want to, like, invest enough money to, like, get a good one. Like The I, problem is there isn't, like, a, a shit box. Like there's either, non-running junkyard-bound cars or there's nice ones. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, but I picked up a car that just shit boxes don't exist because it's not a reliable car. But, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, if you find one where it's, like, it's just, it has problems. And, like, oh, yeah, you can, like you can look. It doesn't work. And the yeah. transmission needs a service. So. Like, it, like, you look around the problems where, like, this one, are like, I, I admit that it's got an automatic. I know it. That's my issue. I've driven a manual accord with it. And I, I know how the manual works. It, mm-hmm. it works fine. I want to see how I like the car itself beyond the transmission you get the automatic like kind of shitty ones got some rust on it like some mechanical issues mm-hmm. and like as long as there are anything that like immediately affect the actual drivability usability of the car yeah like yeah you're fine like this is a great example uh every ca accord i've ever had is a great example um my supra i guess was an example even though i did not intend on that being <laughs> a shitbox but it had a bunch of logical problems that nobody told me about that made it a shitbox but some of those things, right? If you can actually experience how the vehicle operates, I think that getting a shitty example of one, like just to see what the hype is about, is a really good way to get into a car. So, like right now, like a car for me, if I were to get another shitbox, if I were to get like, if I was trying to get like a European car, like I would probably get like an E46 sedan. Like oddly enough, that's what my shitbox yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So perfect. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. Like a car. Where it's like it's a great car. I'm like at the entire time I was doing polar run with it. I'm like I could easily daily. This is my only car, and yeah. it cost me six hundred dollars. Yeah. Like, like it's comfortable. It has great heat. It's reasonably efficient. And that's a perfect example of a car where it's like you can easily spend a shitload of money on an E46. Mm-hmm. But like you might not like it. Maybe the E46 isn't your thing. Like well, I mean, it will be. But I mean, like that's cars, the, like, but an XI. As a listener, don't buy I mean, an like, XI, by the way, everyone. But I mean, like that's it's a shitbox. Like you yeah. get you get the XI, you go. How does this drive? You know, this is actually really great. Like it'll be this, even better. There's a way better version of the, it. The blue but, wagon I had last year drove really well, mm-hmm. but it was an auto. I'm like, this still is like one of the best driving IXs I've ever ever driven or XI. This one is that good. Plus mm-hmm. it's a manual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not even slow. I'm like, oh man. I'm at the point, like, do I even want to sell this in the spring, or do I just use it for another puller run? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to sell it, and I'm just going to do the same thing in the fall. Just and buy like, another car. I think another one, um, Fox Body Mustang. I kind of want to get a shitty V8 Mustang. You've got more tolerance for shit than I do. Well, this thing is, like, I, I, I know where an automatic transmission will be acceptable for me. I know, sure. what, I know what my acceptability level of an automatic transmission is. So, like, a third-gen Camaro or a Fox Body, like... That if I could find one of those for like eight hundred bucks or less, that's like runs well mm-hmm. and like doesn't have like a tie rod ready to come off, like one that's like mechanically sound but kind of shitty. Like if I can find one that's like mechanically sound but 
kind of shitty that doesn't have any major issues like steering issues or like ready to explode, I would be interested in getting one. So, I mean, there's stuff that I mean, outside of the German typical stuff that you always hear from me. Like if yeah. I found a second gen V70R manual in yeah. terrible condition, I would a hundred percent buy that yeah. just to live with it. And like for me, like I, but just, like, for me, it's I use shitboxes like cars I normally would not invest money in, mm-hmm. but I want to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like I really want a chance, to, and like one of those cars. Like, is a third gen camera. I really want to actually own one, but it's like I really don't want to spend third gen IROC Z money on a Camaro. Like, oh, you could be like that guy with the 305 TBI that tried to like back into me at the Coon Rapids cruise, mm-hmm. and I told him his car was tacky. He <laughs> got all up in my face. Yeah, it'd be like, uh, yeah, I'll take a 305 TBI, like just butthole third gen, and drive it in winter. I'd be fine with that. As long as you scrap it when you're done, even if it's fine. Well, I'd probably sell it for profit. No, no, no. As long as you scrap it when you're done. <laughs> just to piss them to off. To spite the third-gen owner's group. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. They're just bad people. Yeah, drop a piano Or a caravan. Yeah. But, I mean, I, for or me... both. For me, both? it's just... It's cars or, you caravan know... Caravan with a piano in it? If it doesn't yes. cost me anything to own it, and I get to say, yeah, you know no, what? I, I, I do I like can, making money on my shitboxes. It, well, it's like, if it doesn't cost me anything, and I can now make an informed opinion upon if I like this vehicle or not. Mm-hmm. Well, we're as donate it to, to students. As long as it doesn't get driven regularly the rest of its existence, I'm fine with it. Even then, I don't care. Like I just I want, do. It, it's entirely an experience for myself with a shitboxes to see if it's I like want that Lambo that dad guy. It just makes me want to buy all the five liter Gallardos and scrap them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like, I know how you feel. I really like driving shitboxes because I kind of drive not like I'm, i have no attention i'm a good driver but i hit curbs sometimes it's kind of it's kind of nice not having and to worry. so it's nice like having a car where i don't have to worry about that second gen camry 2.5 manual i would definitely yeah. buy one of those in bad condition that's a really really yeah. good example for a shit like you could totally get a shitty one for like 200 bucks if like it exists having, anymore yes. i like having a car that i care about but whoops yeah. I did something a little funky. Oops. I drove over too big of a snowbank. Oops. It'll, yeah. it'll be cheap to fix. No, no, no. It's not oops. It's oop. Oop. It's yeah. also a really funny, like, last night. I backed into a trash can. Oop. Because Jana might, like, have Valentine's Day ruined over our COVID vaccine, where she might be just, like, totally laid up in her house. So you did her yeah, Valentine's maybe. Day. Maybe. We did her Valentine's Day dinner last night, but, like, I went, I went to Cove. Last night, okay. which is like a very expensive with the very artsy line over the oh yeah it mm. it, it was a, it was a sixty dollar dinner for crab cakes and pasta oh I do love crab cakes yeah. though but it was like seven it, it, it was it was sixty dollars for that which is insane uh, money for that I spend dinner. that on lunch sometimes it's fine well I mean I also am a very cheap person yeah and also I could I totally have made it. this at home like but I like chose like I want to get Jan a nice dinner and nothing is better I don't miss that part of life one of the Best things ever was going to the Colvinny Dyna where everybody had like Galandwagens and like Tesla P eighty five Ds and stuff and all these like very expensive cars. And like there's like the valet they're all guy. Dining in. <laughs> like yeah, they're all dining in. There's a valet guy. I get my cord. <laughs> it just looks like shit. You didn't even take the fiat. I didn't take the fiat. I took the Accord. See, the Accord was warm. That's <laughs> why I drove it. I parked the Accord. I parked in it curbside in, pickup. I parked it in between a G63 AMG. And um, what is the 12-cylinder 7 Series called? 760, no. Yeah, 760. Yeah, like a newer 760. <laughs> I was like, these two cars combined are literally more expensive than my house. <laughs> it's just it's like $500 absolute turd, like a cord. <laughs> I think my gray 500 gasser was the last car I took to a valet, and he took it in stride. And I, just, I put it in between those, like, because like, I drove past the valet guy, and they saw him, like, looking at me, like, judgingly. <laughs> they just barked in one of the, one of the to-go spots. <laughs> oh, it was great. I have like, the car running and everything. I do like taking shitty cars to valets oh, at nice places. Oh yeah, it's the best. <clears throat> like especially when you have the money to spend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, yeah, if you're driving a cheap car, you're not going to a restaurant like that. No. So if you're driving a shitbox, doesn't mean you're poor. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it just means that you're just driving that chip high. There's a reason you <laughs> Fisc- probably like Fiscally it. conservative. Yeah. Speaking exactly. of Valley, it reminds me of when we were in Chicago with the CRX, and we were at Evan... We were... We stay in Evanston because I refuse to stay in Chicago anymore. It's so much cheaper in Evanston. It's like... Yeah. It, Evanston in Chicago is like Richfield in Minneapolis. It's a first-ring suburb. It is the... It's got everything Chicago has. And it's a college it's like town, a little bit so nicer. everything is just open just as late as nice. Chicago. Nice. Oh, that's good. Uh, so it's not like staying in Skokie where everything closes. Like, it's... Nothing's open on a Saturday. Um, I just know if you go to the Freehands parking ramp and then you go in and see the concierge, they don't ask you to prove that you're actually staying there and they'll validate your parking for a weekend. That's so awesome. You don't have to pay for parking, which is really but nice. But yeah, so we stayed in Evanston at a really nice hotel um, because we could afford it and... Of course, we had to valet the CRX, and the all the valet people fought to take the CRX every time. Like they loved it so much. Yeah, car, that car is and it was awesome a, to drive I'm for very short lie, periods that, of time. That garage is really fun to drive into. Yeah, so they just loved it. And garages. like, but because all the teenage boys wanted to drive it, the manager was the only person that would take the car. Like it's he, pretty funny. He refused to let anyone else because he knew that they would do something stupid and mess up the car. Yeah, there's there's like a line of like five, six ESLs and stuff just like of like R one oh sevens and like old man cars and it's just my It tells you who you're gonna run into. <laughs> exactly. <yeah>. So <laughs> I would I would never trust a manual car to a valet, except for I guess they did the Fiat ones. I'm like, the clutch is cheap enough. Yeah. Well, well like, you also have expensive cars that you should be valeting. Yeah. I'm gonna be like I've seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off too many times. Right. Yeah. And, like, I know Matt Greiser and all these people are, like, professional valets, and that's not actually what happens, but... Well, my, my favorite thing is, like, going to the valet at the shipbox, and it's, like, Beverly Hills Cop. We're like, hey, all that stuff happened last time this year. Make sure you park it in a good spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, all this rust, that big-ass dent, like, it's all happened. Like, this car is perfect And you say it with your famous straight face. Yeah, with my Look. famous... I'll talk to you for a second. All of this happened last time my car was here. It yeah. was put into your care. Yeah. See that this doesn't happen again, okay? Oh, yeah, you know I'm the king of gaslighting, so I will totally... I like that that came full circle. Yeah, I, I totally will do that. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All right, well, that puts us at 56 minutes. Um, hey, actually, real quick, I'm going to bring something back. What did you learn this week? Um... I learned that to remediate asbestos, not asbestos, <laughs> raybestos combined with asbestos, not the same yeah. thing. Uh, you have to soak the shit out of it for a while, and then mm-hmm. it just turns into a paste, and then you wear several masks and gloves, and then you throw all of that shit away with it. Oh, wow. That's, like, insane. Yeah. It, it is, I hate saying that, like, it's overblown, because how, how safety-oriented you have to be. Yeah. If you do it for a living... You gotta take full body bunny yeah, suits, sense, everything. Yeah. But like if you touch it twice in your life, like be really careful. But just like the key is the fibers that it gives off when you touch it are they're so fine, like you can't filter them, and they bond. They don't leave your body. Yeah. So it just builds up and concentrates, and it's extremely carcinogenic. So I'm not condoning you do it on your own, but I had one duct I had to move in my house, which was clearly wrapped in asbestos. So I just had Corey there with a spray bottle full of water, just goose in it <laughs> as I'm ripping this cork stuffer out of the wall. <clears throat> so I learned how to do that. You learned that? Week. What did you learn, honey? Uh, my brain was empty this week. That's well, fair. Yeah, I'll come back to you. Because this is what I want to talk about. Ron Paul, the Republican politician, mm-hmm. the Libertarian one, he was a doctor in Texas before he was a politician. Yeah. He actually delivered Selena Gutierrez, oh. the singer. I don't know who that is. Um, Selena, bitty, bitty, she's bum, a, bum. She was uh, a huge more singer in the 90s. She was a Tejano uh, crossover. How have you never heard of Selena? You would recognize yeah, her. Yeah, rec- sure you would recognize her. This is a, this is a man Googled the name Selena, that doesn't who she hear is. words and songs. How am I going to know who sings them? Well, yeah, yeah but I mean, like, everybody knows who Selena She's is. Like Clearly not. Britney Spears before yeah. Britney Spears. No. Yeah, she, she, was, she was Britney Spears in, like, 1995. Like, she was that big. She got, okay. she got murdered in, like, 1995. Ah, oh, she's probably in a two-box car. Yeah. So she, she got murdered in 1995, and then, like, the next year, like, Britney Spears came out. Yeah, so, like, she was, like, a proto of that, where she was, like, the first, like, pop diva of the 90s. Ah. Yeah. So she was, like, really, really, really good. Like, super good. I 
I cannot get enough of Selena. I love Selena. But yeah, apparently she was delivered by Ron Paul. Ah, that is a very obscure fact. That, that, that is the thing I learned this week, and that's why I needed to bring this back, because I needed to share this information with somebody. That Ron Paul delivered Selena. <laughs> One has the need for context or a segue stopped you from delivering a fact. Exactly. So did you learn anything? Again, brain on There you go. You learned that Ron Paul delivered Selena. I guess so. a doctor. Fun fact for you to dwell on. So, everybody should go listen to... Oh, I learned that Bernie Sanders is an ignorant slut. <clears throat> what? Awesome. That, that came up in the impeachment hearings. Oh, some, that? Uh, some senator called Bernie Sanders <laughs> ignorant slut. Huh. Now I'm just picturing Bernie Sanders as a slut. <laughs> An ignorant one. So they not only the ignorant Bernie's image isn't a, funny, a, but called the slut a well-known senator an ignorant slut. They quoted the office in an impeachment hearing. Yeah. I'm threat just, level midnight. I'm just throwing. Oh, did did you like my threat level midnight? Meme that I put on the cover trash Discord? I don't know. Did oh, I see it? Damn it. I'm sure you probably did. Never mind. All right. All we'll right. talk to you guys talk next week. Bye.